Go Lions. Hashtag 2023 Grand Finals. Woo! 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, on the when weekend. you said when you said Mitchell, I immediately think of my mother yelling at me and telling me to go to my room. But yes, mate, the gather round was a massive success. As you can, you know, just if you go on the internet, you can see the reactions from the fans, the supporters, and the players are all behind it too. They they loved it. So um, I think it's going to be there to twenty twenty six. A little bit flat because I wouldn't mind one um, closer to home, but well, you got you got to take what you can get. But yeah, the Lions they stood up. I. I I didn't get to watch the game because I was up in Noosa playing footy at the same time. But looking at the stats and, and I spoke to a couple of the boys um, post-game, they, uh, they absolutely turned one on, that's for sure. Well, we've seen, and, and you and I have discussed this at length, that Joe Danaher and the forwards, uh, Eric Hipwood, and the, the criticism that they copped the best part of a fortnight ago. Since then, they've been unstoppable. Joe Danaher had 13 marks inside mm. fifth. I mean, that is that is a huge mm-hmm. amount of marks. And you know what? If he could kick straight, <laughs> he could have had 10 goals easily on the weekend. Yeah, he is. Uh, I see, I'm torn now because I think if, if you get publicly bashed by the media, you come out and kick nine goals in two weeks. So he's he's come out and absolutely dominated. He obviously had five goals, but 18 possessions. He's been racking the possessions up, getting up the ground and getting back. And he had 552 metres gain, which is unheard of for a, for a big, tall, big, tall forward. But no, nah, him and Hippie are really starting to find their mojo. And Charlie Cameron had four snags on the weekend too. So it's awesome to see those boys standing up and... I know um, in previous years we've been going, oh, it's against North Melbourne, who cares? But they've actually been playing some great footy this year in the first five rounds. So you can't take that away from the Lions getting a really good scalp over there in Adelaide in Mount Barker up in the hills of the valley. So I was rapt to see that. I actually sent Joey a text after, which I probably shouldn't read out because it has a few explitters um, words in there. So Power, Paraphrase it for us. Yeah, I'll just say, um, love to see it, mate. Um, Stick it up the media. So he just sent back a few kisses. So that was that was good to know. Um, All but right. He, yeah, it's it's good to see him in doing well. Okay, this is what I, I want to know from a player's perspective, and this is what I want to get from you. The the the, the criticism copped in the by the media, the analysts, the the post match shows. They look through the stats and they have their labs and they say what you're doing wrong. Is that really a factor for a player? I mean, is there the stick them up, but stick them up and stick them up at factor or what we've seen with Joe Danaher is Brisbane were playing only really one lone ruckman over the last couple of weeks, and Joe does get more involved in the ruck, up the field, as you said, gets his hands on the ball. So is that more of a factor why we're seeing Joe Danaher more involved and in getting his hands on the footy? No, nah, it has nothing to do with the media. I've publicly spoken about Joey that, you know, he doesn't read into that too much. He's never been one for reading the newspapers, or I don't think he has any socials either, so he's not really about that life. But... Um, the thing is, he copped it after kicking four points in the game and a loss against the Bulldogs. That's where it all came from. And the week before that, he kicked four goals. So it's not like he was having a putrid season or anything. He was just obviously working his way into it. Um, he had a few niggles last year, so I think he got through most of preseason. But we all know what he can do. So it's not like he's going, oh, okay, now I need to step my game up and start trying. It's, it's what, It was literally based off one game performance-wise. And... He, he, we knew from the get-go when he got to the club what he could do, and he's shown that. Like he won us the final last year before the, just before the siren against Richmond, and 
stuff that he can do like that. He's nimble, he's athletic. Yeah, he might turn the ball over a few times with his left foot um, shot to goal or make a couple of wrong decisions, but he's genuinely a superstar of the competition. And I just love seeing that um, that mentality that he can get up the ground, get his hands on the ball and, and really set up our team because he can do absolutely everything. Um, he's going to have a few lapses, obviously, during the year. That's just getting the best defender in, against him in the, in the game and they might do a good job or he might have an off day. But no, nah, the media doesn't play a factor to him. With some players, yeah, I'd say it definitely does. Um, especially the ball getters because they're the ones who are always getting scrutinised about how many possessions they're getting a game and what impact they're having. So the midfielders are usually the guys who are under the microscope, but then if the big big forwards who are on the big pay packets aren't doing their job, then they, they obviously come to the limelight too. I'm looking at some numbers here, and this has got to help Joe Danaher. Eric Hipwood as well getting their hands on the ball. Locking Neal, 37 disposals, 13 clearances. Zorks, 22 disposals. He had a goal and three goal assists. So Eric Ooh. kicks four. Charlie kicks four. Um, Joe Danaher Rainer kicks gets, two. Rainer kicks two. It was 22 goals, 20 behind. I mean, this score could have been anything. Are, are we getting a bit carried away with how they're travelling considering it was the Kangaroos? Yeah, look, I don't want to throw shade at the Kangas because, as I said before, they've had a pretty good start. They've surprised the hell out of me the way they've been playing. Um, I think they might be two and three. I'm not 100% sure, but they've played some great footy. They've got a young bloke in there called Harry Sheasel who's you know, talk of the town at the moment with his mm. record-breaking five games. It's actually unbelievable. Like I haven't watched him play yet, but to be able to put up 30 stats, 30 possessions in five rounds in a row for a first-year player is mind-bottling. So... He's doing really well. But yeah, Lockie, he's gone on the radar a fair bit, I think, this year. He's been absolutely killing it in in London. He had a couple of games which are like low 20s, but that's about it. But other than that, he's been leading in from the front. And I, I, I don't think anyone's getting carried away with the Lions. We know what they can produce and, and how far they can go during the season. So I think the next, as I said before, I think their next four games are all winnable. Um, most of them away. They've got one more home game, I think, against Frio. Mm-hmm. And then all the other ones are pretty pretty standard away games, but they proved everyone wrong. They can win away. It might have been against the Roos, but who cares? You take a win. You'd mark down GWS in Canberra as a win, only because yeah. that's what you've been and done that before. But this is a different GWS team. I mean, they've got a different coach or a different playing style. Yeah. Now, GWS, they've always been a team that you don't necessarily know what you're going to get on the day. They could, Their best is generally the best in the comp. Um, and... And they're just going to bridge that gap with their consistency because they've lost a few close games and a few they've had a lot of player turnover in in their team. So you don't know what you're going to get because the personnel have been changed around. New coach, I'm sure they have the opera previews that are in depth and they understand the team better than anyone else going into that game. But yeah, I'd say it's a comfortable win. But saying that, there's a player called Harry Himmelberg who's absolutely dominating at the moment um, in, in their lineup and and Tom Green. So I, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. What's where he'll play on the ground, but um, yeah, they're, they're doing a great job, the Lions, and I, I see the next four games being a win, and then they'll be at top of the ladder soon, so that's my, that's my prediction. All right, that's a big prediction. Mark it down here. Time and date, 27 minutes past 10. Rob, I know I've got your physio appointment uh, to get to, so I'll, 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 but I do want to touch on this with you. We've just spoken about the media and the impact or non-impact that it has on players, but... Something that does have an impact is social media, and you're a big user of it. It's where you spend a lot of time now. That's that's what you're doing. That's part of your post-playing career. But Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell 
have spoken out about the impacts social media have had on players. They've done this exclusively for Code Sports. So I want to play this and then want to get your take on it as well because there's some numbers around this about the Indigenous athletes who've been uh, vilified over, over well, not even the last couple of weeks. I mean, I think there's been almost 50 counts of it just in the AFL alone. We've seen the racist remarks. We've seen sexist remarks towards our female athletes all on social media. Here's Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, we need to be more you know, strict on our laws with social media and giving people an understanding that if you are going to say and put yourself out there to, you know, to say it, then you should have to you know, be accountable for what you say and the way you go about it. I think that's a, that tall poppy syndrome that, um, that we have in our country or in the world is that, you know, a negative comment or a negative... Um, story is going to get more traction than a than a good feel good loving um you know story so it's yeah it's obviously disappointing to hear that sort of stuff um and i think social media have a have a responsibility because it not only affects you as an individual it affects your your family and the people you hold close to your heart so I, i feel as though they do have a responsibility to change that aspect Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell there, thanks to Code Sports. I mean, they, they fear that athletes could be driven to taking their own lives be, because of this stuff. Robbo, I know you've got thoughts on this. Definitely, definitely. Like, that's as crazy as that sounds, that's the reality that what they cop over the social media and in person is it, it can definitely play with your mind. And um, as you do see a lot of suicide rates in the Indigenous community, it's not an easy feat. In my playing career, I've been around players, my, my Aboriginal teammates and multicultural teammates who cop it on the regular. Um, Eddie Betts is obviously a big one who's massive in that area, who's been standing up for a long time now. He's copped it in-game, on social. Charlie Cameron recently, Cal Archie last year, took time off from some remarks around him getting knocked out um, and people were having a crack at him about that kind of stuff. And recent Michael Walters, Michael Frederick and Frio, Isaac Rankin, like it's absolutely disgusting and... And my partner, who's you know, Indigenous, she's from a Yamaji Maori woman from WA, she's having to explain to my kids um, what happens when people talk to you like this and, and the circumstances around um, racism in Australia and, and what she's had to go through growing up too. So for me, it's it's very sad. And I know social media plays a big part in it and a lot of players are calling it out now and a lot of community are, are awake to how, to how to respond to people who are like that. But... There's a simple fix, I think, for social media is having to provide identifications like a driver's license or even if you're underage, having to use your parents' license or ID to um, ver- vericate that you're a real person because I, I, I like when they call it out, but it, it's the fake accounts that, you know, the, the troll accounts that don't have any backlash to them. They're, they're obviously doing it for a reason to get a rise out of a player and get their 10 seconds of fame, but... I don't know if that's the, like the way to keep calling those guys out because that just makes it more, more um, they get more out of that. So it, it's a hard one, but I think if we have ID around social media, then you can actually go further to getting these people some education around what they're actually doing. Um, and you heard Latrell Mitchell talking about repercussions with the law. I think that's more than more than right. I think that should definitely play a part in, in what people are saying because you can just get away with it too easy. I can create a fake account now and go spray someone, burner accounts, whatever it may be, and you, you just you wipe your hands clean because they can't trace it. So I think some form of identification so you can trace the people who are doing this. And, and yeah, I love it when people are calling it out, but it's, 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 it's hard to see because these players, 
you think it just affects just one guy. It affects the whole family. And I know that for a fact that, it, you know, my, my partner and her, her brother used to play AFL and was getting a lot of that kind of stuff too. And it just goes right through the family. And it's, it's so sad to see. And I haven't experienced it personally, but I've, ha- I've had my fair share of hate on, on social media. And, mm. and as thick-skinned as I am, you, you still think about it and you want to reply to these people and, and get... and find out who they are and whatnot because they wouldn't say it to your face. That's the thing. That's a coward act about it. They would never say it to your face because they know they'd get a one-two to the chin. And that's so, the yeah, thing. No, no, no yeah, accountability, no consequences. I'm with you on that, Robbo. I'm with you. How – Yeah. one final one. How does it affect the family? How, how, do, how, do, how, does, how does Emma, how do the kids react? Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking – so when, I, when Emma sits the kids down and talks to them, that, that becomes real for me. Um, and I've only, my, I only met my first Indigenous um, person was when I first got drafted and moved in with Eddie Betts. And then I re- got to understand the culture and, and what they're really about. And I fell in love with that culture. They're such a great community. They, they're, massively, they're massive on family and they never, never say anything wrong in terms of when they're getting you know, racially abused. They, they always want to educate them. That's the thing that they've been through so much and just the way they take the high road is, is amazing to me. And cause the first thing I think about is, Oh, I just love to get in a room with these people and I'm angry and all that kind of stuff. But the way they go about it is, is so selfless and they just want to educate a lot of people. But yeah, when um, they're talking to the kids and uh, I don't know how I'm going to react if it ever happens to my, my son or my daughters, it's going to be one of those things that, you know, I'll probably just feel that anger and whatnot, but the way they, the boys and the girls of the competition and just in public go about it, it's, um, it's, it's good to see, but hopefully we keep calling it out and, and social media has to have some guidelines and some identification in place so we can actually trace where these things are coming from because it's just getting out of hand now and it's disgusting. Well said, mate. Well said. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the physio appointment. We'll chat again this time next week on the Robbo and Davo Show. Mitch Robinson on SENQ. We are coming up to 27 away from 11.